0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word.
1: Many things are stirring in my heart tonight. Numerous words the Lord has given me for us that I could uh, preach and go to. We are, I believe, in the midst of an outpouring and you say, well, why would you say that? Well, I've probably been saying that for since I rolled up 14 years ago, wondering if I'd lost my mind moving from the island of Kauai, <laughs> which is in the Hawaiian Islands. And um, that's why I'm here. That's why I believe that God called us here, and we've been after it for all these years. And I do believe that there just is something bigger happening, more significant now than there ever has been before. Turn to Joshua, please. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. The
2: fourth chapter.
1: You know I'm affected tonight. I just I just want to say that it's a real honor in the midst of all the civil unrest and racial tension, it's a beautiful picture of what God is doing to pray over your grandbaby, to pray over that boy. I'm honored by that. I really am. Where'd he go? There you are. You really honored me by allowing me to pray over your boy. It says volumes about you. It says volumes about our church. I love you. And I'm so glad God brought you and your family here. You're, you're you're amazing, amazing. And you can flat out cook. Now y'all can cook. I'm just saying. They've started a business, AAA A Soul Food, is that right? As Minister Ava once said, make you want to slap your own mama. No one. No, it wasn't. You guys aren't remembering that, right? I right. was eight minutes, Rebo. We had uh, a man uh, here, and I don't, uh, he might be here, and if you are, you can wave at me if you want to testify, but we had a man come to the service. I'd been here in a little bit because of the COVID-19 challenges and, uh, and a heart condition. Came to the front, stood about in this location right here, and he, and he was going in for a procedure, and they were very concerned about the condition of his heart and uh, had been going on for some time. And so he came up front. We laid hands on him and prayed for him. He went to go to the cardiologist, and they did all the, that they do and looked at his heart, looked at everything, and lo and behold, they discovered he does not have a problem. And he's totally healed. And, and he's rejoicing. And that's not something that's odd. That's something that's regular, fair. That's something that happens on a regular basis. God healing people, touching people. Amen. Pastor Kirsten, thank you. Pastor Kirsten was diagnosed, kind of a pre-diagnosis, not fully settled on it. How many of you know that? I, thank, thankful for doctors. They're practicing. You know that. Anybody, did anybody practice a sport? Okay, the doctors are practicing medicine. They don't know everything. He's the great physician. Who is he? He's the great physician. So Pastor Kirsten was uh, not fully diagnosed with glaucoma, but they said, you know, they're pretty sure that's what it is, and it's just progressively getting worse and everything. Well, we laid hands on him as well, and he went and got tested. We We don't know what happened. We just don't know what happened. And he's totally healed, and he's rejoicing. Amen. And I know, the, I know those were a new pair of skinny jeans he was wearing. I just know it was. I don't, I don't presume to know everything. I just know that God is good. To my, my beautiful friends and neighbors, the, the Morse family whose son passed last night, was so honored to be there. And um, the thing that was so moving to me was to see the incredible faith that you two beautiful people have brought into your family. It was uh, it was a moving experience I won't forget. All of the EMTs, all the people there were deeply affected by the love, the power, the prayer, the faith, all of that that took place. And I don't understand why God can take a glaucoma, heal a heart, and other times he, people just go to heaven. I, I don't get it, but I settled this in my heart, and I heard you say it last night, Gina. God is good. That I know. He's a good God. You don't know how. None of us know how. Planets don't smash into each other. Is minister, Micah. He might know that. We don't, understand, we don't understand much, but if you'll settle in your heart that God is good, the devil is bad, God is good. We contend for miracles, we contend for healing, we contend for raising the dead, we contend, we contend, we contend, and in the end, God is God. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Get it. You ready? Come on, you ready? God, move in power in this service as I know you already are. Lord, speak with crystal clear clarity to each and every one of us that you would do something tonight to bring transformation to the hearts of men and women and children, the youth. All that's taking place, this building's packed. The closets are full of ministry. Every room is full tonight. The parking lot is capacity. We ask Holy Spirit come and speak to us. We might never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the ways that I prepare for preaching and prepare to bring you the word of the Lord is I rely on the Holy Spirit a whole lot. And so I'll study, I'll pray, I'll be seeking the Lord. I've got numerous irons in the fire, if I could just say it that way right now. And then as things, as I get closer to the moment when I'm going to bring forth the word. Now, I know some, you know, some pastors, I know they got it planned out. They got, you know, the six-week series of, you know, I don't know, six-week leadership series on raising the dead. You know, I, 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 they all kinds of series. Okay, they, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm glad that I can find my way home and, uh, and my wife loves me and I'm not organized to do it like that and that's just not how I'm wired up. I used to beat myself up to the fact that I'm not, you know, like that, but I'm not. I'm the most anointed me there is because there ain't anybody else like me. And guess what, you're the most anointed you. Come on, you gotta function in your own unction. That might preach right there. You gotta function in your own unction. Don't try to be somebody else. I tried to be T.D. Jakes, it was painful. I'm not black for one thing. Another thing, I'm not nearly as big and handsome as he is. And that guy, I tried to walk like him. I I just, I even started, what you laughing at? You don't look like him either, brother. I even wanted one of those guys one day, a goal in my ministry was to have one of those sweat wipers. So as I, as I prepared and, you know, just a beautiful experience last night and being with your family as your son passed, swirling around with all kinds of other prophetic things and the voice of the Lord, I just couldn't take it anymore. So I went to sleep. How many of you know that a nap can be one of the most amazing things? And for me, that's actually part of my sermon preparation. I, This quote does come from T.D. Jakes, so it might be altered just a little bit. You study yourself full. You pray yourself hot. You turn yourself loose. That is one of the keys of flowing in power and anointing. Another man of God said, get so anointed that you can feel the anointing hitting the back wall and hitting you returning back, when you can feel the power of God coming over a congregation like that, then, then you're doing so. If you don't understand what I'm saying, just stick around. I'm so glad you're here. So I went to sleep, and I had a dream. In my dream, I was wearing this shirt, and that's why I'm wearing it. Like, literally, I have dreams. That the Lord shows me. I, I see what I'm wearing. I know that's kind of crazy, but, like, welcome to Kings. And in my dream, I saw men carrying giant stones out of the Jordan and building this memorial. And then the the text that we're reading in Joshua is, we're we're right there with these stones that they brought out, and that's the text I brought you to, and I know what it means. And so I want to preach to you From Joshua chapter 4, stand up on your feet all across this place at home, stand up, there's no distance in the spirit. Joshua chapter 4. And I'm gonna read till I stop. I didn't give you notes on purpose, but oftentimes I do. And it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves 12 men. How many? 12 men from the people one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourself twelve stones. How many? Twelve stones from here. Out of the midst of the Jordan and in the place where the priest's feet stood firm, and you shall carry them over, and you shall leave them in the lodging place where you lodged tonight. Joshua called twelve men from whom he appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, And Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan and over before the ark of the Lord your God. Did I say that again already? Yeah, midst of the Jordan. I told you. I'm glad I couldn't find the place where I live. And each of you should take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Verse 6, and this may be a sign among you. When your children may ask in time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you will answer them and say, the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan and the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Move in power. The name of Jesus. Amen. You've heard me say, you may be seated, you've heard me say in your hearing that having a forgetful heart is a recipe for disaster. We call it spiritual amnesia. If you have spiritual amnesia, you forget what God did for you, you're destined to fail. You cannot forget what God has done, ever. Don't ever forget. Come on, lift your right hand and say, Lord, help me remember all that you've done. And as a matter of fact, Israel has, Israel has holidays of remembrance. And they, and they have them. If you can read and study the Old Testament and realize that they had these holidays to remember, these high holidays to remember what God had done. And, uh, Israel, at times of apostate times, would forget that. Don't ever forget what God's done for you. I've been so grieved at the pulling down of memorials across our nation and the destroying of history. There is a Vietnam memorial. There is a there is memorial to the memorial to the Holocaust victims. There is there is a Lincoln memorial. You go to the Lincoln Memorial and Lincoln himself said judgment upon America for for slavery was civil war. It's a horrible, horrible war. I well, certainly that's I'm sure that that's true in part. Today is a remembrance for my daughter turning twenty-one. You never forget your twenty one year old birthday. The world has another rite of passage, but tonight that Holy Ghost girls up in church. Come on, somebody say amen drinking the new wine (laughs) that you don't have to be 21 to drink. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. And thank you again for honoring me. It's wonderful birthdays. You know, there's there's certain cults that don't celebrate birthdays. Why would you celebrate a birthday? Because you're giving honor to the fact that God brought a human being in and you're saying, thank you for this person. And I thank you for that. And as I said, Before every year, I say this to my daughter. I'll say it again. The greatest gift that God's ever given me is salvation Then your mother. But the greatest birthday gift I've ever gotten, all time, greatest birthday, and ever will ever get, is you. Unless you give me a grandbaby on my birthday, then that probably, just saying, in time, should the Lord tarry. We remember that he'll come to the house will knock on the door, I will give a message in tongues, and he will have the same interpretation that I have, and then we'll know that's him. <laughs> you might recall this quote, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. George Centenaya, December 16, 1863, born in Madrid, Spain, died September 26, 1952 in Italy. It was a philosopher, essayist, a poet, and a novelist. It's been rewritten, requoted many different times. Again, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Similar quote from Edmund Burke taking place in the revolution in France, French Revolution, said, people will not look forward to posterity who never look backward to their ancestors. Remembering was a way of preserving for Israel. Remembering is is an important thing. As Christians, we have the Lord's Supper, and we do it once a month. There are times we've done it every Sunday. Other times we've done it mostly, I should say, the first Sunday of every month. And, uh, And that Sunday night also, the Lord's Supper, communion, is a way of remembering His crucifixion and His resurrection, His blood, As you do this, do this in remembrance of me. What does that mean? We're remembering that he died for our sin and he rose again. We're remembering that it's by his stripes that we're healed. And we're remembering that he's coming back again. Can you lift a Pentecostal hand and say hallelujah? Hallelujah. And what's amazing to me in, in, in Genesis 9, verse 15, the Lord remembers us. He says to Noah, I will remember my covenant between me and you. No matter how bad the storm is, God knows where you are. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, some would say, well, that's, a, that's the scripture I stand on, meaning that, I, that once saved, I'm always saved. That ain't true. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You can leave him and forsake him, though. Right. It's another message. Remembering special days and holidays are important. This text, matching the dream that I had, I saw people coming out of the wilderness into Alaska with with incredible power of God being put on display as memorials carrying stones and placing them, stones of remembrance. Come on, what has God done for you? Don't ever forget what God's done for you. If you've noticed I have a rock here. It's not just any rock. It's a very important rock to me. And I've used this as an illustration before. I think it was 1993, although I might be off on the year. And I was staying at my mama's house in Hana, Hawaii. The skies opened up that night, and it flooded. I have never been in a... my God, I, I, it was like, I thought we were gonna die. No, like, seriously. Flash floods all over town, cars washed out, wiped right off of roads and sent out into the ocean. Do you remember the testimony, Mama, that one police officer? He wasn't saved, but I guess he was going to church and his, ta- his car got stuck and uh, he, he, could, he went to get out and a flash flood hit him. He got washed underneath his, his cruiser Holding on to the undercarriage of the cruiser, he clawed himself all the way up towards the grill. When he got up out of the water, he got saved. He was born again right then. Or maybe he got born again under. Jesus, Jesus, forgive me, God, oh God. And he he crawled out and he came up over the grill, crawling out, got on top of the cruiser and he was rescued. He said he never needed to get baptized because that was his baptism right there. He got rescued, and his cruiser went out into the Pacific Ocean. Large rocks, this is a pebble, large rocks were washed all over down the streets. Streets were washed out. Homes were sent out to the ocean. And I, I remember being in my mother's, uh, my mother's living room on a little futon, and I remember hearing my mother praying, Oh, God save us. Oh, God save us. I thought, that's a little extreme. And then it just went more and more and louder and louder outside. And before you know it, I got under the burden. Yeah. Oh, God said, so, yeah, she's right. God, hey, God, save us, God, save us. And we prayed through the night. And I know at one point I fell asleep and, and finally we were able to, we went out that morning. We went outside into the yard that morning and the, there were rocks everywhere all over the grass. And my mama picked up this one right here. And she wrote on it, Joshua 24, 15. You know what that says? It says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And this sat on the front of my mother's house for numerous different houses that she stayed at. And then when I went into full-time ministry and took over the church in Kula, I believe that's when you gave this to me. And it stayed on my house ever since then. And it's the... It's basically the sits right at the right hand side, right next to my door, and you know I know it looks like a cute little piece of art, but really what it is is a memorial. Is that God saved us that night? And God God delivered us not just then, but he delivered us with a strong hand, with a mighty hand. He brought us out. Don't ever forget what he's done. I don't know what he's done for you, but don't ever forget it. Build memorials. Tell your children about it. Tell your kids about when he gave you the house and how it was impossible and how God came through. I remember a time when, when I didn't have one cent. I mean, we were like invested in other areas. Do you know what I'm talking about? We would never say broke because we line our mouth up with what the word says. So if you're a Christian, you're a tither, you're a giver, you say, if you, if you don't have enough money to go out to lunch, you say you're invested in other areas. Money cometh. Come on, to say it. Come on, to say it again. Money cometh. And we were in Molokai and we were new pastors. We had no food. Now, I mean, we had some canned food, but I mean, no protein. So I got a hold of a net, and I'm, I, I'm still working on fishing, but this was a completely different kind of fishing. It's called lay net, and you, you lay a net, a gill net in the ocean, and you hope and pray that you get fish. And I remember I put that thing out, and the tide changed, few tide changes, nothing happened, and I started complaining, God, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Lord, Seriously, I need some—I need some meat right now, and I didn't want to go and tell my con—well, your pastor is really hungry right now, so if you can, i am going to manipulate anybody and give me anything. God is my source. And if you ever get up under anything like that, run as far as you can, because they'll manipulate you to do all kinds of stuff. I believe God's Word, He'll come through for me. And like He came through for me, He's going to come through for you. If He came through for you, He can come through your through your babies too. If He, if he did it for somebody else, He can do it for you. He's God. He's, a, he's Jehovah Jireh. God, my provider. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Can you say a better, hallelujah? He will provide for you no matter what. And so, you know, I'm declaring that, and my net's empty. Now, I remember I took little Hannah, little yeah, bitty Hannah, three years old, put her in an inner tube, which is what you used. It had a little platform on the bottom of it, you know, the inner tube where you could put your net in and carry it out there. So I put her in the middle of that. She floated in the inner tube while her and Dad went out to go check the net as I'm praying in tongues all the way out there. "Come on God, I'm a up ahoshi about tonight. Come on, God, And I wanted to show off for my wife, too. You know, there's nothing quite like providing for your family as a man. And that's right, that's right from Genesis. Man's love will be for his work. Not that you don't love your wife, but there's something about providing. There's something about doing a good job. If you you don't feel fulfilled in what you're doing, as a man, the enemy will work on you to make you feel like you're a failure. That's not really the way it is for women. Women are more relational. Anyway, there we are. We get out to this net. And I see the buoys had gone down in this one section. I thought, "Oh come on, oh yes!" I pulled that thing up. It was the biggest Australian mullet I have ever seen—not a mullet haircut. It's a fish. It's (laughs) the biggest one I've ever seen. I picked that thing up and I cried, and I said, "Come
2: on, Hannah! She's like (laughs) daddy!"
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I've got the fish, and I'm going towards the house. We live right on the ocean. So it's not like we had to go take a trip. I could walk out my grass, down onto the beach, right onto the ocean. I'm screaming at Karen. Karen! Yeah! Oh! Fish! Husband got fish, you know what I mean? I think that's when Daniel was conceived, just a shortly after. No, I'm... I'm just, She's like, oh, you're such a man. No, that, that's not what happened. So, oh, you guys should talk. I'm not even, I'm going over here. My God, laughing at me, pot calling the kettle black. Anyway. I'm holding this Australian mullet, feeling like the man of faith and power. I mean, it's like I raised a dead or something. Hey, I got a fish! Seriously, I'll never forget. I'm walking out with Hannah. We're coming up the beach, and I see somebody pull in the driveway. And out of the car is Lita and James Sumang, who some of you guys know. James was like, I don't know, 12. No, he was 12. <laughs> I know you're feeling my pain over here. Come on. Was this week? No, it wasn't. Was this week? No, it wasn't thirty pounds. Fifteen. Okay. Why don't you just lift your hands and have a praise break all across this room? Come on, praise break. Hey, what are we talking about? James Sumang, 12 and a half. And he comes out, and they're carrying all of these groceries. As I'm walking up with this fish, I'm like, what are they doing? And we walk up, and they're they're crying. And Lita says, Karen comes out. You came outside, right? And (laughs) she comes outside. She comes outside, and there we all are, and Lita is weeping tears from falling down her face. And she says, I'm there, I'm pulling my fish. And there she is with these bags with James. And she says, I'm so sorry, Pastor, I'm so sorry. I said, well, what's the matter? She says, the Lord spoke to me on Wednesday. I was supposed to go shopping, and I didn't, I disobeyed. But then he really told me I had to to do it, if I didn't do it, I I just had to do it. I'm so sorry, I didn't disobey God. And she handed us all of these groceries bags of groceries and we sat there and wept and wept and cried not only did i have a fish i had bags of spam come on we sat there and wept You need to tell your babies these stories. You need to tell your kids these stories. Some of you need to be reminded that when you were lost as a goose in a hailstorm, God intervened and snatched you on out of that thing. He delivered you. He saved you. He filled you. You should be dead but he rescued you and brought you out of... Come on, somebody say hallelujah. If he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it somewhere else, he can do it right Right here, if he did it at another time, hey, he can do it now. Come on, somebody. All right, sit down. Calm down. Twelve representatives. It's a picture of government. It's a picture of the apostolic and build these memorials before the Lord, and was commanded by God to do it. Do you know that you're commanded, really, to build memorials, to remember? Don't forget. Don't forget. You remember at 9-11, always remember. I think a lot of people forgot. Churches were packed with people, and then, then what? Somebody said they closed the church for 10 weeks. Now look at all the hell we got ourselves into in this country. Essential business, my God. Most essential thing is to meet. Verse one God commanded them, and the memorial was a commemoration of a miracle. The memorials are commemoration. Why, why should you build memorials? Why should you have set times? Because we're given to forgetfulness. For instance, you thought James was 16. I know that he was 12. Amen? Things like that. The fish was 30 pounds. (laughs) Come on, say, Lord, help me remember. It's a declaration of God's power. It's a declaration of the glory of God when you set up I mean, we have plaques. We have art. I mean, who keeps a rock? How many of you got something at your house? It's like, yeah, this is a memorial. I had other things that were like a tombstone. Please understand what I'm saying. I'm not against tombstones, but I'm saying the thing in my life reminded me of the, the, the experience of death and making poor choices. Get rid of tombstones like that. Get rid, of, get rid of ungodly memorials. Get rid of things that have ties to them from, you know, that you know, moron that abused you. Get, get, rid of, get rid of that thing that reminds you of the failure you, you had financially. Get rid of that thing that reminds you of, of when you didn't make the right choice, when you didn't do the right thing. Banish that thing. Strike it down. Get rid of it. Burn it. Give it away. Sell it and tithe on the money. Do something, do something other than constantly let it mock you about how you didn't do that thing. Shut that thing up. Don't, don't build memorials of your failure. Build memorials of the glory of God. Build memorials of successes and victories. Because God's for you. I said God's for you, so who can be against you? And we we all make mistakes. Experience. You know, when you go through something and you make a mistake, learn from it learn from that thing but but don't don't build a stinking shrine to your failure and let, and then let then let condemnation just beat you about the head every time you wake up what if that thing's expensive get rid of it man this picture the 12 tribes these 12 leaders coming Again, a picture of government, a picture of tribes, but you know what it's a picture of? It's a picture of the body of Christ. It's a picture of the body of believers coming and doing their part. You know, I've been so blessed through the generosity that's being released in our building project. The kids made a goal of 1,000. Now, what's the new goal? Is it 2,000? All right. Isn't that beautiful? You know, let your kids serve. Let your kids be a part of the miracle. Don't shy away from things. If he did it for someone else, he's no respecter of persons. If he did it for someone else, he can do it for you. The Lord spoke to me years ago and said, every anointing, every every unction you see in, in the Bible is available for you if you're willing to do what they did to get it. And there's a lot of people that are not willing to pay the price, not willing to be faithful, not willing to be loyal, not willing to get up early and pray, not willing to, to, to serve in, when it's uncomfortable. I've got to tell you again that last night was a beautiful night, difficult night. There's no, you know, there's no loss for the Christian meaning, not, not Ultimately. It is an unbiblical thing to lose any battle. You'll have them, but in the end, we win. In the end, in the end, it's all settled. It just, it's an unbiblical thing to lose any war, let me say it that way. You have battles and skirmishes where things don't work out the way that you would have hoped. But even then, Romans 8 says, he'll turn everything what the devil meant for evil, God will turn for good. I said, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn the good. You know what it, it causes us? It causes us to fear the Lord more. God is in control, and the fear of the Lord, that, that, that terminology, that phraseology, the fear of the Lord used in the Old Testament is not something that you hear too often, unless you're in my house, because my wife prays it all the time. Teach us to fear the Lord. Give us the fear of the Lord. It's an ongoing Statement that's spoken in our house. The fear of the Lord. It's one of the most fundamental statements of the Old Testament. It was an expression of faith that I'm going to take action because I trust him. I'm gonna do the right thing because I I trust him. Trust, New Testament, Greek, pistis. Belief, trust, faith. Very simple message tonight, but fix your eyes on the future. Fix your eyes on the future. I can hear the sound of rolling thunder. I see power, deliverance. I see people from every nation, tribe and tongue carrying stones from coming out of the wilderness, out of the Jordan bringing that stone even to Alaska to set it. God is building a people. God is building a church. You know, I'm so grateful it's been challenging with our building project. I can't always say that. I would always feel grateful until I start praying. When I'm feeling ungrateful and wondering why we've done it, that's when I'm not prayed up and I need a nap. And uh, Come on, don't get too angry, too lonely, too tired. You ever heard that? If I get that, I just get weird. My wife tells me, you're weird. You need to like you need to nap you need something to eat I'm so gra- grateful that it didn't just snap and it happened oh wow isn't that great you know when, I, when we came to the now these, these are this is how I remember it when we came to the Lord we had huge debt load. I don't mean kind of a kind of a debt load. I mean like massive debt load. To go into ministry for us as an intern at 33 years old. Well, Jesus was crucified at 33 and it felt like that. You might get that on the way home. To turn our car in and God miraculously provided, but it wasn't like all at once. It was like you know, Lord, we get at this place of just broken desperation, and then God would be like, bam. Oh, thank you. You know, no food, and you pray, you cry out, fish. Groceries. Like, oh, Lord, thanks. But it wasn't, it didn't just roll, like, without us pressing, praying in, doing what we needed to do. Some of you want instantaneous faith. Cup of noodles is that. You want a cup of noodles faith, go ahead and have a cup of noodles faith. You want to change the world, it's not like a cup of noodles. I don't know about you. Anybody like oatmeal? I like steel cut or hand rolled oats. My wife has oats and we got a hand roller. We haven't used them much because carbs have been driven out of our life. Give them praise. But I will just tell you that hand rolled oats are so much better than that Puritan dude with the hat. The shaker guy? Quaker, the Quaker shaker? The shaker, the shaker was a good, the Quaker. You know why they used to do that? Did you know there was a genuine manifestation of the Holy Spirit that they then, then people that didn't have, the, it then became something like you have, to, you have to shake. But actually people would shake under the power of God and then they started trying to copy that. Like if you were getting, you'd shake and that would be your indoctrination whatever. I'm not talking about shaker, quaker, religion. They make great furniture, not so good on the oatmeal. The instant oatmeal is not the same as, as Pastor Karen's rolled oats, long cooked. And the day later, it's even that much better. Just that much better some of you want some of you just want to have like you know quaker oats faith oh instant grits shut up shut up grit instant grits are not the same thing as real grits (laughs) canned green beans are not the same thing as you snapping those buggers right out of your garden come on somebody I love pie, but Sara Lee can keep hers. God bless Sara Lee. Amen. For those of you that don't know who Sara Lee is, it's a person that made pies, made a multi-billion dollar frozen pie company. And I'm so grateful that God has allowed us the honor to work this thing out and to continue Because he's given it to us and he ain't giving it to us all at one shot, he's given it to us little by little. And I'll tell you what, when we're all up in that building, and I mean, when we're in that building, we will weep and cry as thousands come to the Lord and the generations that are to follow. That's the other thing, it's not just about you and your remembrance, it's about your children, it's about the next generation. There needs to come an impartation and a passing of mantles to this next generation of preachers and pastors and doctors and lawyers and political people. There needs to come a passing of a mantle. Come on, this is so important. This, this 12 men that represented these 12 tribes is a picture of unity. I'm so glad that we serve the Lord in Kings the way we do. devil try to cause you to forget so you go back to your old life arthur pink one of my favorite theologians and commentator said this faith is to look back at what the arm of the lord hath done another writer said let the victories of the lord be like signposts on the highway of your destiny you're having a financial problem, remember when he brought you through. If you're having a physical ailment, remember when he healed you or healed somebody else. You can ride on the coattails of somebody else, someone else's testimony. If you need wisdom, God will give it to you liberally. James says that. Our testimony is a declaration of what God has done. When you, when you put a stone in place, and I, I don't always think about that stone that's at the front. I pulled it off of the front of my porch tonight. I don't always think about this, but it's there. Hannah has no, re- no remembrance of her life not seeing this. Every day, this has always been in your memory since you were forever, but since you were born. Why is that? Because it's a memorial. She's heard the story. Oh, yeah, it's a flood story. No, I'm not getting it. Just lending it to you. <laughs> unless you want it you sure okay because you know what i wouldn't be standing here if it was not for you and i honor you i wouldn't have been born today it's my birthday it's my mom I not only wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be serving God. I wouldn't be in ministry. All those times you stood there like an Old Testament prophet with your hair flying in the wind. Thought I was going to get killed on the spot. I remember what my mom has told me. My parents have told me. You just do it for your kids now. And I am, and I will. And, Hannah, you do it for yours. You know, when the time comes. (laughs) Lift your hands to heaven. The Lord says to the Vensons. I'm going to surprise you with joy. I'm going to surprise you in an unusual way. Releasing not just increase in resources, but an increase of favor. And I see God putting a tool in your hand. And I see God prospering that thing. As you have looked and sown and reached and not known which would work, this or that. The Lord says, I've been working behind the scenes and I've seen your faithfulness, I've seen your your desire, and the Lord is gonna surprise you with joy of provision and restoration. A surprise comes and is being released even now to you and your home. Lord, thank you. Come on, lift your hands to heaven.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yes. oh, oh, Oh.
1: Nothing else will do, nothing else but you. Nothing else will do, nothing else but you, Jesus. Nothing else will do, nothing else but you. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Move the way you want to. move. Revelation 12, 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And loved their lives not so much as to shrink from death. Your testimony, your declaration of his deliverance of bringing you through the Jordan or whatever he's brought you through is a weapon for victory. You all pastor. You're a pastor, right? Where's your church? What? Houston? God. Can we just bless you and pray over you? Would you all stand up on your feet for a Father, I thank you for this uh, amazing family. I ask Holy Spirit that you'd release a good word, a strong word, a powerful word. Again. I'm just going to take a minute. Minister Ava, come, please. And uh, Marisa, are you in the house? Come. just going to prophesy over you and give you a good, strong word. Father, thank you. Come on, lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Lord, thank you for this amazing family, heritage of faith.
0: I feel the spirit of the Lord saying he's going to turn it around for you that there's been a season of turmoil, a season of just concern, a heavy weight upon you. And God is even now lifting that off of you. He said, it's time to just turn it around. Begin to believe for great and mighty things. Yesterday is gone, and today is a new day. And God's going to begin to open doors that's been closed for you for quite some time. You've been kicking, you've been knocking, you've been asking. God said, now is the time to walk right through the door. It's going to open wide for you. You're not going to doubt. You're not going to be afraid. You're going to go through, and there's going to be great provision for you. You've been crying out to God, Lord, send me women. Father, send me women that I I need you got dreams and vision that God's going to fulfill those dreams and visions through you not only through you but even through your daughter there's a generational blessing that God wants to pass down she's been running for a little bit but God's got got her right in the right place at the right time he's got a hook in her jaw he's going to do a great mighty work through her her children and her children's children your blessings and your labor is not in vain I saw two things I saw a lion and I saw a lamb I feel like you've been looked at as a lion or as a lamb before, but this past situation we've all been involved in that you guys have been involved in specifically has awoken the inner lion. I heard you roar loud, and it was powerful. And the Lord is releasing a new mantle upon you. It is fresh. It is a strong anointing right now, right now. It's downloading right now in the name of Jesus.
1: It's a new beginning for you, says the Lord. As you've had your hand to the plow and you've not looked back, you've had to turn the cheek many, 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 many times. God is going to bring you, uh, Aaron and hers, to each side. There is a new wave of salvation coming. Even sons that were in the house or that have left are going to return. There's a great homecoming. There's a great release of the power of God. Revival is, to, is coming to you. The promises of God are going to ring like a bell in your ear. And you're going to preach even like a young... You already preach like a house on fire, but new vitality, new revelation, causing revolution in your heart and in those that you preach to, stirring the most holy of emotions. And then there's coming this wave of souls into the kingdom. There's some new things I want to do as I pour, as I pour new wine into new wineskin, as you've been dialoguing and praying and seeking and reading and asking, what do I need to change? How can I transition to move this into this new season and even another generation? The Lord says, I've heard your cry and I'm releasing wisdom. And as you find the pattern, as Moses found the pattern on the mountain, you will find the pattern on the mountain. And I'm leading into a time of prayer and fasting of shutting your self away. And there is those that would attempt to manipulate or pre- put thoughts in your mind that are not from me. Not that they're evil, but they're not the design that I'm releasing to you. I'm going to lead you, guide you, direct you, and you will create new wineskin by my leading through which will flow the new wine of my presence and my power. I'm going to reinvent you. It's like a rebranding. This, everything is just going to be made new. It's like a massive makeover. It's like, it's like you would take the motor of a beautiful a classic car and and go through that and rework it and then put a turbo and some nitrous on that thing you know just there's a revamping and a renovating of the vision a revamping and a renovating of ministry and i'm going to release mighty ones in and through you there's those that you laid your hands on that cut you deep and the lord is going to cause uh double your trouble, says the Lord. Every wound, every assignment. Holy Ghost.
2: Holy Spirit. Let your fire come. Fresh power.
1: power. Fire. Come on, stand up on your feet all across this place. Lift your hands to heaven. Yeah. Your voice. Come on, just lift your voice and worship Him. Hallelujah. Hannah, would you come up on the platform, grab a microphone, every head bowed, every eye closed? You're here tonight, you're not right with God. Don't leave this place in that condition. There is a place that's called hell. It's not for you, not created for you. It's to be shunned. You shun hell by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, tonight is your night. It's the night that God led you here. By hook or by crook, you found yourself listening to this service or here in the sanctuary, and you're not right with God and you know it. And if you were to die tonight, you're not sure whether heaven would be your home or whether you'd find yourself in the devil's hell. The only way that you can shun hell and turn your back on it is by receiving Jesus. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. To as many as received Him, He gave them the right to become children of God. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved if you've never been saved you've never been born again you've never repented of your sin and received jesus as your lord and savior in a moment i'm going to ask you to do that you acknowledge that by lifting your hand in just a moment if you received jesus before but you're not living for him right now and you know it you've got compromise you want to come home tonight you want to come back to jesus you want to sell out you want to get rid of the compromise you want to live for him with all your heart mind soul and strength at the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up. Thirdly, if, you, if you're just not sure the devil lies to you and you're not sure whether you're saved, but you, you really want to be, and you want to just be assured of your salvation, in a moment, the count of three, slip your hand up. Number one, giving your heart to Jesus for the first time. Number two, recommitting your life. Number three, number three, just being assured. If that's you, you fit in any of those categories online, in Oklahoma, in Illinois, in Dillingham, in California, in Florida, all over the world, in Tampa, wherever you're listening, by podcasts and any of our platforms here in the sanctuary, you say, Pastor, that's me. On the count of three, slip your hand up. Give your heart to Jesus for the first time. Secondly, you want to recommit because you drifted. Thirdly, you just want to be sure. One, two. Three, slip your hand up high. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you, son. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. Praise God. Come on, somebody ought to say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. All right, now listen. I'm going to invite you to join me up here. And it's not joining our church. It's just making a declaration that you're going to serve Him. And whether you raised your hand or you didn't, but you meant business with God, you want to you want to be born again, you want to recommit your life, or you just want to be sure you raised your hand or you didn't. But you know you need to be included in this prayer. As soon as Minister Micah and my daughter begin to sing, I want you to step out from where you are. There's others coming with you. You will not be alone. Ready? Come
2: on.
1: Come on, come. If that's you, you want to get right with God? Come on, come. You need to get right with God. Come all the way up to the stairs. You come on, there's others. Don't be ashamed. Don't stay in your seat. If you're at home, stand up on your feet. If you're driving your car, your truck, just pull over. Put your hazards on. you right out loud with me say dear heavenly father thank you for sending your son jesus to die in my place forgive me for all of my sin thank you that jesus rose again from the grave come into my life wash me cleanse me and raise me up now I commit my life to you. I I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back back on the world. And I receive you as my Lord, as my my Savior. Savior. Thank you for loving me. me. Thank Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray that your power Spirit touch right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every bondage be broken, every chain be severed. We've got some leaders around you that are going to minister to you if you just give us a You're fired. Spirit, go right ahead. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, ask God to fill you right now. Put your hands and let the Holy Spirit fill you. open my
2: and my
1: From the past, even things that happened to you when you were in your ch- a child, let them heal you right now. You need healing in your emotions, you want prayer, come to the front quickly. Come, service is almost over, but we're going to tarry for just a moment. Come on, some of the greatest things happen at the end of our services. You just wait on the Lord. Come on, press in, sing in the spirit, release your
2: power, release your power.
1: Lineness, and you carry great authority. It's been acknowledged in some circles, but not so much in the church. I prophesy to you the plan of God and a Deborah anointing upon your life. A Deborah anointing upon your life. Prophetic giftings have been in you All your life. Pastor Karen, come. You see things. You dream. There is a boldness about you that scares people at times. In times past, it was untempered. At times past, it was untempered. It means you just might turn it loose at the wrong time. There wasn't a, a maturity that you've had in that. But you have grown. And the Lord has taught you to put a guard over your mouth and he's, he's teaching you to guard your heart. There were many arrows that were fired at you to, to hold you back from fulfilling the dream that the Lord has for you. Some of those hit their mark but it's not worked. The, the, the weapons that the enemy has brought against you, that the enemy come in at times like a flood, that weapon has not prospered. And on this day, on this July 1st, there is a brand new release of the favor of God, the blessing of God. And I have wiped the slate clean. And what might not have worked at other times and at other seasons, you will see now there's a new working and a new favor and a new joy. You could have gotten bitter but instead you're getting better. You could have gotten angry, but instead in humility and grace you will rise. And I see the Lord using you in this generation. I see young ladies around you, and I see you teaching and declaring with a ferocity, a bold zeal of the house of the Lord. When you wake up in the morning, as you move into this new anointing, as you move into this new call, as you move into this new identity which is, the tr- is truly who you are, as you move into it, you're going to find devils running every morning. When you wake up, the devil will run and say, my God, she's awake. You are known in heaven and feared in hell. I'm causing a reversal over some of the things. There's a divine reversal that's taking place in your life, even relationally, a divine reversal economically. There's a divine reversal. My fire, my power, come on sing it again sing hallelujah release power healing power now Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Be healed. So much
1: You'll notice that Joshua obeyed to the very detail. Obedience is key. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You know what that means? That means if you'll just trust Him and obey, then the results of that are so much better than, well, repenting for what you didn't do. It's one way to look at that. The other side of your obedience, there's a blessing that'll far outweigh the disobedience that you're trying to satisfy your soul with. Just obey God, live for God, serve God. Did you get something tonight? Build memorials. Pass it on to the next generation. What a great, what a great night. Come on, put your hands together one more time for Jesus. As these are being ministered to, I will dismiss and bless you. We'll hope to see you uh, on the weekend. Don't miss all the different things that are taking place. Tomorrow, Memorial for Maurice at 3 o'clock. We have our 4th of July event. You come, bring your neighbors, bring your friends. There'll be games, gonna be a lot of food. We've got giant, giant pigs, which. They're not good in the Old Testament, but they're awesome in the New. Amen. Giant pigs, which we're roasting. Bring a dish to share. Grills. Would you sign up? I didn't say girls. I said grills. If you need to have a grill and you can bring that, you go ahead and sign up. We love you so much, and we're so blessed that you're with us tonight on Holy Ghost Night. The 10th, the 10th, we're having a revival service right here on a Friday night. You don't want to miss that. Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. Give them peace.
0: Jesus' name.